Hi everyone, welcome back. This is episode 64 with Sold with Updike Pew, and I'm Jeff Updike. And I'm Weston Pew, and today we uh, are going to kind of piggyback off of last week's episode. Um, we, we're really talking about um, the HOA docs, mm -hmm. because uh, the condo questionnaire, mm -hmm. because we did all the high-rises last week, mm -hmm. and you were like, why don't we go a little bit further and delve into the condo resale certificate? Yeah. It's, you know, the when you're buying it, a lot of people get this information via email uh, from the title company once they're mm -hmm. under contract, and they look at the, the depth <laughs> of the the bylaws and the articles of incorporation and the resale certificate and, and they're the like, budget, where, and the do, where do I begin? And so, you know, I think this little series of what we're wanting to do is really kind of break that down where it's manageable for people right. um, that get overwhelmed by it and they know what kind of what to look for anyway. Because there's no reason why you would ever want to print all of this out because you would mm -hmm. print like three to 600 pages just depending on how much there is to it. Yeah, the, the you know, most of the stuff that people find in the, the articles of incorporation and the, the declarations and all of that, it's really rubber stamps type yes. stuff. There, there are some changes uh, between complexes, but the, the real meat and potatoes is kind of what we talked about with the, the uh, condo questionnaire mm -hmm. that lenders want last week. And uh, this document that we're going to talk about today, the condominium resale certificate. And the condominium resale certificate is so important um, for many reasons. And, and we're trying to pull it out and just make it a little easier for you to understand. But there's a lot of information in here that's really specific, that is so specific to it. Yeah. And these are all things that that you need to read line by line like the the just kind of going through these quickly the 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 number one uh the the a in this is really important because uh it, it in, in a lot of older associations the condominium documents were set up where the hoa had the right first refusal to buy the unit under the terms that a contract generates so if my condominium complex has a right of first refusal mm -hmm. and I go under contract with a buyer, I have the obligation to submit that contract to the homeowners association and wait for them to decide if they want to buy it under those terms before I can actually move forward with the, with the buyer that I've got under contract. And a lot of times that scares buyers away because they're, you know, they're, they're waiting. They, they may be waiting two weeks for your HOA to make a decision. Make a decision. Yeah, yeah. To, to then calculate to find out if they have it in the budget and if it's fair market value. Yeah. Which is just something that we don't see as often anymore. Mm -hmm. um, what people typically are really focused on and they get kind of lopsided on this is what are the HOA dues? Yeah. And this is the second thing that they disclose and they tell you how much they are and they also tell you how often they are um, billed out to you. Right. And when they talk about periodic common expense assessment, they're really talking about the dues portion right. of it. And I mean, and some HOAs collect them annually, some collect them monthly, some collect them quarterly. Uh, it can really vary from uh, from complex to complex or single family home community to single family home community. Correct. Yeah. And there's a big difference because I feel like when you're in some of the neighborhoods instead of a condo, condo they're much different yeah. in the way that they're run and the right. amenities are so much different. And that is what actually affects how much you're paying. Right, it does. And question number C on this talks about another really important thing, which is, are there any special assessments? I would think that for me, this is what I want to know um, even before I f find out about the dues mm -hmm. because this can get really expensive. Yeah, it really it, it can. And, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of homeowners associations on a monthly basis run on a shoestring. And so when it comes time for 
big things to go on, right. they may not have the money. They may not even have the money put aside for uh, uh, the deductible on an insurance claim. You know, and so they, you know, they they have to have these special assessments from time to time, and so you really want to know what those are and if there's if if there's any of that out there. Um, and then the next question talks about if there's any money that is unpaid by the current owner to the current association. Sometimes there are fines when there are rule breakers. You know, <laughs> I mean, there can be just charges, past dues, past dues that they haven't paid, and and that that is something that. I think a seller needs, I'm sorry, a buyer needs to know going into the into the situation. And to know that they'll be handled um, upon closing. Right. You know, that probably proceeds are going to go towards that if they, the seller yeah. doesn't have them. Yeah. The next question is really important because it talks about capital expenditures. You know, the uh, a, good, uh, a good financial association is going to plan for their capital expenditures. Now, the, the building that we're talking about here that this is from is a newer construction building that they do a lot of regular ongoing monthly maintenance on. And so in this, uh, in this resale certificate, they have nothing budgeted for any capital expenditures because the building is new and it's very well maintained. So they're, you know, it's not like they're, they're not for the next year planning, okay, we've got to replace, you know, all of the pool equipment because they know it's relatively new or it's all being maintained. And I think that if, so what you're talking about, new, newer versus an older building, I think that this is one of the things that we've seen when we know that a building is going through maybe a midlife crisis and things are needing to be repaired. And it's like there's a little more expense that ends up on some of those homeowners. And so once those are all handled, the building has that newer price point mm -hmm. where everything is handled so the assessments don't really linger. And I think there's a couple of them on Turtle Creek that we saw that kind of go through that in the, the 2000s. Right. Um, the next one uh, is not really a, a question, but it's just telling that the status, the, yeah, the kind of the status of the financial health of the organization because it's got the budget and the balance sheet that should be attached to this, and those are real important too. If mm -hmm. you, even if you don't understand them, they're real important to talk with somebody that would understand them and make sure you're not getting into something that is not what you expect it to be. And the other thing too is you want to know how how is the what's the legal health of the association. And so there are also questions. And so uh, statements have to be made about whether they are in lawsuit in mm -hmm. litigation um, and if there are pending um, judgments against them. Right. And those are, uh, they're, I mean, they're yes and no questions. So no is, <laughs> no is better on both of these. And if there is a yes, then that does need, there does need to be a phone call to the homeowners association management company asking, Hey, could you give me some information about what I'm, what I'm doing here? So. And sometimes there are super sleuths that'll find it online yeah, for you yeah, and they'll come are. to you. Yep. Um, the question Jay that's on this talks about if the homeowners association provides any kind of insurance coverage, you know, most of the condos that we looked at today, the uh, HOA provides all the building insurance on them, mm -hmm. but it can vary from complex to complex. Most of the time, if it's a condominium, the homeowners association does provide blanket insurance. Plus they provide all these other forms of insurance like um, there might be, you know, director and officer coverage. There might be yeah. fidelity bond coverage. There might be, um, you know, if it's an association that has an automobile that a maintenance guy uses, it might have some auto coverage in it. There, can really vary. And near and dear to me is the insurance for re coverage for rebuilding upon catastrophe. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think that everybody gets that. And I think that even sometimes lenders don't quite know that because 
there has to be a, an appraisal that goes along with this. But that is one of the things that I think more and more um, associations are beginning to to check to make sure that they have the coverage that they need in order for some in case something happens tornado fire these are things that have happened in the in the in, in the not so not, not so, so distant, distant future past, past. <laughs> oh, it's right there yeah. still fresh yeah um and a couple of the last questions that we're going to cover uh, are really are uh, they're not i don't think they're quite they don't quite have the gravity of the first set of questions but they're certainly really important and um we question number k where the board has has no knowledge or has knowledge of alterations or improvements to the unit or the limited common elements um, that violate the declaration, the bylaws, rules of the association. So this is like if somebody has done something to their unit, like they've replaced the windows in their unit with the wrong windows. <laughs> and you know that's a, a continuity issue when it comes to bylaws. Well, the other thing too is if you go into a master plan community and they don't get permission from the architectural review board mm -hmm. and they build something that's above the fence line, that's when yeah. they get in a lot of trouble, whether it's not the right color, it's not yep. the right material, shingles weren't used that are proper. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of things. So we, I, we had a friend who lived in a homeowners association and um, uh, he replaced the roof on his house without getting the architectural control board's permission for the roof. Uh -huh. And it was the identical shingle that was on it previously, but because he didn't get their approval, they had a claim against him. And mm -hmm. so when it came time for him to sell, he had to make a payment. He had to make a payment and it was a, not a fun process. So we don't tell you this is scary. You will get all the information. It's just best when you live within an HOA mm -hmm. to, um, to ask, this is not one of those ones to, um, Ask for forgiveness. It's really better to ask for permission. <laughs> right. right. And the last little bit that's on the condo resale certificate just talks about the managing agent uh, information. Uh, it uh, also goes on to page two that uh, that talks about what documents are going to be attached to the resale certificate, which is usually um, the budget, right. the, the insurance declaration, and then a description of any of the transfer fees that are going to come along with that transaction. So that way you know upfront, and all of this stuff can be negotiated. Typically, mm -hmm. we only really worry about the transfer fees, and that's usually split 50-50. But in some cases, we've seen um, this gone a little bit further and things moved over to one side or the other. Yeah, and um, uh, a good resale certificate is going to have uh, direct contact information at the bottom of it for whomever the, the person that's responsible for management of that property. Very good. Well, this has been a great recap of the resale certificate. If you have questions about anything that you've seen in the past on your resale certificate, or if you're looking at something and have a question, we'd love to hear from you. Yep. We would, uh, we would be happy to answer any questions you have about it because yep. we've done enough of these. I think we've done several hundred condos just in the last few years. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then I think next week, what we're going to do is we're going to try to feature homes that are in um, Lakewood. So cool. tune in and we'll have some really great homes from over there. That sounds great. Perfect. So the wrap for today. That's a wrap. Thank you for joining us. And remember, we want to be realtors for life.